0: You're listening to Good News Geek with your hosts, John. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Matt. I'm Batman. And absolutely no one. Join them as they embark on a journey through pop culture, sharing the good news, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Good News Geek. Uh, We're coming at you remotely once again, and it's only you and I, Uh, Matt. How's it going?
1: Yes, it's a, a nice intimate affair tonight. Just you and I and
0: uh, about 30, 40 kilometres between us. That's right. And uh, you obviously have uh, things set up pretty decently because you sound pretty good, uh, given that this is through Discord. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I've got to at least really sound good since I can't look good. So, you know, one <laughs> out of two. <laughs> and that, that, that's why this is a, an audio podcast. So <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> it keeps with the theme, which is good. So coming up in episode 42, uh, Matt, what have we got in store? We are going to talk about the long-awaited Kenobi,
1: which was a general grievous for uh, those who uh, can't quite tell from my
0: Mm -hmm. impression. Mm,
1: mm. Uh, We're going to talk about the Batman, which uh, you and I had a nice date uh, and went to see together, which was uh, only ruined by your wife coming as well.
0: Yeah, I know. That does kind of ruin it a little bit, but that's It it definitely killed the intimacy, (laughs) but uh, other than that, it was okay
1: yep what else we'll uh, talk about uh the new live action halo series we'll talk about uh bioshock and stranger things 4 and uh of course if there's time we will talk about
0: the bad batch Fantastic. This sounds like a lot to cover though. So hopefully we'll be able to get to that bad batch. Well, I guess we'll kick straight on to Stranger Things 4. There was been a lot of um, posters and things around recently. News coming to hand is that it is being split into two parts well, yeah, because of that course is it is. the, is. Uh, the rumor. What people do these days. Part 1 of Volume 4 is released on Netflix on the 27th of May and part 2 on the 21st of July. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this one if only for the hope that they can return to the awesomeness that was Volume One. Volume Two was just not fun. Three was a bit better, but still lacked the same impact as the original. Yeah, it was really
1: hard to catch that initial uh, impact that the first season had.
0: Yeah, and because it was like it was new and um, it was it was different, it was really really good and catches you. It it, it does get harder to continue to be as good. Um, it's a bit like seeing a new movie. You know, when you see a movie for the first time, it's like ah, oh, new movie, that's nice, and you know you're out and you're enjoying yourself, and perhaps on a second view though it might not be as good as you remember. It could also be because I'm a cranky old coot at this point. I mean, it's it's very possibly that uh, second
1: thing, but uh, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah.
0: So what about you? Are you looking forward to what uh, Stranger Things has in store for us? Or are we bored of uh, this toy now? I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit bored. I'm, I'll am i watch
1: it just because, you know, we'll see how it goes, but uh, it might be one of those ones where I end up watching the first couple of episodes and then just waiting for, you know, a couple of months until it piques my interest again.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I get that. Yeah, I, I this is the last chance for me. I mean, I know there's one other season after this four that they're they're planning to do, but if if this series or this season isn't as good, um, then I'm probably not going to bother to continue, to be honest. And and given that there is a split in it, it's pretty risky. So they're obviously going to have one heck of a cliffhanger to keep you engaged. But for me, it's just an op- opportunity to not watch the rest. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. And the other issue is
1: um, that a lot of the uh, the cast are definitely going to be aging out very soon.
0: Well, it's when they started, they were kids, and it was cute and quaint, and now it's just they're teenagers, and who likes teenagers? Nobody likes teenagers. (laughs) Exactly. Well, they're not even teenagers now, they're young adults, so that's even worse. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll go from one... Um, series on a streaming service to the live action Halo uh, series. Now I have to say this, this is really annoying for me because I really want to see this, like really want to see this. The show will premiere on the 24th of March on Paramount Plus and it means I might have to sign up. Of course you're going to sign up. It's, uh, you know, there's enough stuff on it now to at least
1: give you a, a month's worth. So you sign up for a month, you just, just binge everything and uh, be done with it.
0: I don't have that much time to be able to binge everything. <laughs> Plus all the Star Trek stuff and whatnot is moving over there too. So eventually it's going yeah. to become a bit difficult to avoid it, which is, as we've discussed many times before, something that irritates me no end. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, but I'm really looking forward to this. So I might have to give in... A, I believe that the the Halo franchise is is one that's ripe for the picking for films and series. After the third Halo game that I played, I went online to learn more about the story and lore of Halo because, you know, I'm a nerd and that's what nerds do. Absolutely. Not satisfied in what they see in the the game or whatever the media outlet is, whether that's, um, you know, a movie or whatever, you have to see behind the scenes. And it was very, very detailed. I went on to a, like an online wiki. So you can take some things with a grain of salt, but it's, if it's curated by diehard fans, you know, it's going to be pretty accurate. Um, and oh I- yeah. Yeah. Read lots of articles and things like that, so it lacked the you know the enjoyability that perhaps you'd get in a proper proper story rather than it, you know being reported like a fact. And so I'd like to see that all brought to life. Um, and
1: yeah, I, I agree. I've been a huge Halo fan since you know the first game came out. It was um you know just one of the games that I played nonstop. And you know Scott, who if he was here, could uh could vouch for that. We used to play together all the time. Uh, but but Scott. Know, is not here, is he? He's, He's not, not here. here. <laughs> so you know we just you know we'll 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 um we'll just uh ignore. Release the flood he into his house. Just, yeah. Yeah. Could you keep it on thing? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, actually, I guess it, it is technically what happened. I mean, he's he's had children, so. Oh, I know, As a right. new dad, he has been flux by the flood. Twins, no less. Yes. Yep. Poor him. No sleep for him. No sleep. <laughs> actually. Not, no sleep. I have uh, managed to see him on the uh, weekend uh, and uh, uh, yeah, oh, he really? was uh, looking a little bit tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, as as new dads know, um, it's not just no sleep. It's no nothing uh, for oh, some no. time. So, um, yeah. Fun. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I'm
1: definitely looking forward to uh, to this live action. So just to clarify something, you said after the third Halo game that you played, yes. was that the third game or just the third one that you had played?
0: Oh, it was the third game. Okay. That's yeah, right. yeah. I was just wasn't
1: sure whether you'd played many of them or if you just stopped at number three and had to no, catch up. And-
0: no, well actually I did kind of stop. Um, number four, I got halfway through um, and it wasn't because of lack of interest. It was just, there was so much to do, like just in life general. I got a lot busier and didn't have much time to play on Xbox and things like that. Mm. The multiplayer thing wasn't really a a huge uh, thing for me um, other than, you know, doing a really good job at dying and being owned because I'm a noob or whatever people used to say back then. I mean, we'll still call you that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, um, the, the last one I played, I didn't even get all the way through. And that was when a new race of aliens came through and the tech was different. It was like orange colored and stuff like that. Yeah, that would have
1: been uh, Halo 4 when yeah. the, um, the Proteans came.
0: Yeah, so I, I kind of got halfway through that and uh, just didn't uh, proceed um, mm-hmm. not proteins Prometheans proteins was um a uh, mass effect sure sure you're it's the game guys yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway so um, I, I am looking yeah, forward they to are, they are fantastic yeah. um the only one I haven't played is uh the the newest one the Halo universe um I just purely mm. didn't have time um but I did watch a it was like a 40 minute long YouTube video of just all the cutscenes back to back yep uh, yeah just so I know what the story was going forward
0: yeah yeah, I, um, I'm looking forward to going into the universe once again in a nice, easy, digestible form where you don't have to um, kill yourself on levels on the same spot that you keep on dying on multiple times every single oh, absolutely. time. Did, did you see the uh the first live-action Halo that came out, the uh, Ford Unto Dawn? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. What did you think of that? I liked it. I have it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. No, it was I very good. That that question. Yeah. No, I like And that's what I mean. I think that's part of the reason why I'm like, I can see, you know, obviously that, that was just a short, but it – shows the, you know, potential that it has. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. So Halo games really changed console. Oh, change is probably the wrong word, but reinvigorated um, first-person shooters after GoldenEye made them popular for the first time on Nintendo 64. So it's it's certainly embedded in pop culture now. Um, so what are your favourite Halo moments or most memorable Halo-related content? For uh, me, it was I Red mean, versus Blue, the series of um, uh, internet videos. For those that are of the correct yep. age will remember.
1: Yep. Yeah. Big fan of red versus blue for, uh, for many, many years, um, up until maybe the last couple of seasons that, uh, just went a bit funny, but, um, (laughs) uh, that happens with everything that's good
0: though, doesn't it? (laughs)
1: Yeah. For years I'd, I'd watch it as soon as it came out. Um, which is fantastic. But, uh, yeah, my, my memories of it are probably just playing nonstop with, with Scott, the poor, uh, the poor bugger who's not here. Mm. Uh, you know, we would, we would get the game and we'd go through on, you know, legendary and try to beat the entire thing in one sitting. Uh, we played multiplayer for for hours and hours and hours together. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was probably one of the games that we played most together over the, the various, um, various iterations of it. So Mm. probably just, yeah, the, the sheer amount of hours that I put into that
0: with a friend. Yep. That's great. That's good. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, it's certainly very memorable and it'd be great to go in there. And again, not have the pressure to find the time to play or whatever the case is, or but repeatedly get your ass kicked, which uh, certainly happened to yeah, me quite that's a few it. times. Um, but moving on, for, while we're on the topic of games, I, I receive uh, emails forwarded from my wife, who happens to be a member of a pop culture store who shall remain nameless because it's not sponsored. Um, <laughs> if you do want to sponsor us. Yeah, absolutely. Out. Insert company name. So Bioshock, the game from many years Mm -hmm. ago now, is being made into a live action show, a movie even, Uh, a movie I should say. Um, So it's being done on Netflix in conjunction with Take Two Interactive and Vertigo Entertainment and they're in the early production stage of a live action movie with rumours that it could become a cinematic universe of its own. No details at this stage regarding release date but it's Still pretty early, and it's based on the games, obviously, by the same name. So I'm. I wonder. I wonder what they're to
1: focus on. Whether it's Bioshock one, two, or uh, like the the prequel one before everything went horrible.
0: I don't know. That'd be interesting. Perhaps there'll be. I, I imagine there'll be extensive use of things like flashbacks mm. and whatnot. But uh, that may be why there's a cinematic universe in the wings. Because you might you very know, possibly, yeah, maybe you'll find Utopia and it will turn to crap or. You know, it could explore different timelines, so that'd be interesting. Or time periods, not timelines, I should say. The the game itself is a pretty creepy. When I played it for the first time, I, I recently got a surround sound set up, five point uh, one 4, five point twenty whatever. Can't remember whatever what it, what it is. And uh, every little noise, you know, in the in the you know playing through the back speakers it just sends shivers up my spines because it was really immersive. Oh, yeah, that was a mistake. Played in a dark room. Um, I didn't really know what the game was. I uh, just wanted to experience it the best I could. Yeah. So <laughs> that's all I remember. I didn't actually finish that game. <laughs> I'm like, it, uh, nope. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely one that um, has that, that especially
1: the first time you play it, just that creepiness, that uh, the, the suspensefulness.
0: Yes. I I do have it on Steam and I just haven't gotten around to just because I thought, oh, I'll play it properly this time and, and actually finish it. I just never got around to it, and of course there's a remastered version as well. Uh, I'm not sure if the difference between the two are significant, but be interesting. Hmm. So that leads me to a question: All these video games being turned into live action, is there anything that you have um, thought about you'd like to see be made into a um, a movie or a series. I mean, there's there's plenty that
1: I think would be good for it, but the problem is there are plenty that I thought would be good for it and was
0: done and turned out terrible. So that's always like, a risk, and, and that yeah, is a hard thing to do to make a good video yeah. game based one. Well, what about the what about Uncharted? That's a recent one. Have well, you seen that? Un-
1: Uncharted's come out, and that's that's seems fairly popular, which I think is more, more based on just Tom Holland being in it yeah, well, um, than anything else. Yeah. Um, uh, there's been at least two reboots of, or two, two iterations of Tomb Raider. Yes, which yes. I quite liked both. I liked, I liked both of them. You know, then there's been some, some not quite successful ones, uh, you know, like Assassin's Creed, which a lot of people try to forget. Uh, <laughs> Even although we do have to say that the, probably the most successful video game movie in the world was uh, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs>
0: I don't think there's, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm hoping that uh, there aren't a lot of people old enough to remember that. No, of course not. That's my age. You're not old. You're if only you haven't seen it guys, please go out and watch it. It is,
1: uh, you know, it's a good time.
0: Yeah. No, no, it's not.
1: No, it, it is not.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things. It's, it's like, cause it's so heavily steeped in pop culture. I, I'd recommend someone seeing it merely to see the fact that it happened and to, and to show that, making a decent conversion from a video game to a movie has never been easy.
1: <laughs> oh, very, very true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, I was thinking about it and I, I couldn't come up with anything, you know, in my head that, cause I think of, you know, what, what kind of video games are story driven, like properly story driven. It's like, well, I don't know if you could turn portal into a game. <laughs> <laughs> into a movie, sorry. It would be, be very good interesting. Good game, good game. Um, but what yeah. would you do? Would it be first person like Doom? Ugh, yeah, I, so. There's been a first person
1: movie that was really good. Yeah. Um, Hardcore Henry.
0: Okay. Never um, heard of
1: it. You should you should check it out. It came out. Oh, Wait, you're not sending me on some
0: wild Google chase, are you, that I'm going to end no, up no, finding no, something a, dodgy? it's actually
1: a really, really good movie. Um, okay. uh, has a uh, – I think Tim Roth was in it. Um, okay. And – the I can't remember. He, he was in the A Team. Um, the the of the movie. Um, he was. Uh, yeah. It's anyway. It's it's all shot in first person, uh, and it's just full of uh parkour and, and crazy <laughs> parkour. crazy Russian mob fighting.
0: Okay. Right. Well, interesting. I'll yeah, definitely yeah, give I'll that a search and have a look. But um, yeah. why don't you tell us what video games you think. Uh, video games. If I can talk, I don't know what's wrong with me. See, I'm not rising to the occasion because I don't have the uh, physical audience um, to look at no, you and you to don't, impress. You don't have
1: somebody sitting in the corner eating food.
0: <laughs> that is true. So there's positives in this. So what video game would you like uh, seen made into a movie or series? Why don't you drop us a line on our Facebook page? Matt, I've come to, when I was doing the plan for this, because believe it or not, I actually did the planning for this episode. I, I don't believe it. I haven't seen one. <laughs> you're looking at it right now. There was a lot of different news coming out, but there wasn't a lot of detail to talk about it. And not every topic kind of lends itself to further discussion. You know, like when we're talking about stranger things, we talked about, you know, what do you think about it? Is, is it, you know, is it wearing itself out? You know, the the video game stuff, you know, what would you like? So that sort of expansion. So I, I've made a new section that will be like a speed reading thing and the segment is called Stuff That No One Really Cares About But We Better Mention It because it's pop culture related. That's That's a um, very catchy title. Yeah, very good. Uh, So, what we're going to talk about okay, so very quickly, uh, Moon Knight starring Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke is due for release on the 30th of March and there's no more to say about that. Futurama is coming back for a 20 minute episode run but it looks like it will be without Bender so that show can bite my shiny metal ass. Transformers Rise of the Beast, who cares more? Crap movies that sell toys the first was great and the rest have been dumpstified of varying magnitude house of the dragon and a a game of thrones prequel to release this year grr martin is apparently loving the rough cuts perhaps he confused them for cold cuts i just of course and i can't talk but come on nerds are still waiting for you to finish your books (sighs) well done thank you so that's covered now we don't have to talk about it ever again uh,
1: the uh, applause soundtrack
0: Yeah. So I, I, that came across my desk and I'm like, yeah, we should probably mention that, you know, because we are a pop culture podcast. And yeah.
1: There's just not much to mention on it yet or much interest on it yet. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, it is something that at least has to be said.
0: Yes, exactly. I mean, Game of Thrones, like you said in one of our podcasts recently. Uh, yes, that was a thing that happened. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, so now the news that no one really cares about, but we better mention it because we're a pop culture podcast, is finished. Perhaps you could take me through the gaming up there, because normally this is yourself and the probies—you know, the bit that you really excel at—but uh, you haven't got your offsider today, so no, what- I don't. And the problem is that the thing we were going to talk
1: about most was Elden Ring because that's all that anybody's talking about. Yes, I haven't played it yet. Uh, Scott's what been playing Scott it, going? and he he played it for a little bit while I was at his house on uh, on. Sunday right uh, no Saturday uh, and I got to got to see some of it and I've watched a few walkthroughs and guides and it actually it looks really interesting but I've held off buying it just because I haven't had time so, so uh, if you, uh, love, if you love gaming, gaming you like make segment. time
0: all <laughs> <laughs> well, right so I made time for you John. Oh well, that is very much appreciated. That's for sure. Um, well, well, okay. So you didn't play that game, but what have you been playing? Uh, not much, not actually. much. The last oh. uh, the last few weeks, I I played maybe
1: uh, about half an hour of Icarus that I went back to uh, that survival game. Uh, I've played maybe a couple of hours. Uh, total in the last like month of a, uh, a MMO called Lost Ark. Uh, and that's about it. Right. I've been very, uh, very light on games at the moment. Oh,
0: that's right. Well, for me, work has been pretty crazy. And when I get home, the last thing I actually want to do is sit in front of a computer, except I will always make an exception for Flight Sim. Of course. That being said, last week I didn't play with my, my, on my stream because I was just so wrecked. I always like to bring a, a, a degree of energy to it, you know, because we chat online at the same time. I don't like to be a mopey, miserable little turd while I'm there, so. Yeah, you don't want them to think you're going to crash the flight, so. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, I've had so many crashes to desktop recently in a way that uh, it was nearly impossible to fly, so that didn't help either. So thank you very much, Asobo and Microsoft. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, since you haven't got anything to provide us more with gaming, we can defer that till uh, next month and we'll speak to Proby then, hopefully. Perhaps he's had some sleep by then. We'll go on to Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore as further proof that media companies detest apparent transphobia, unless, of course, there's money to be made, in which case it's kind of okay. JT Rowling's latest story in the Wizarding World, Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore, is is due for release, I should say, on... On the 7th of April. Are you looking forward to this? I'm somewhat
1: looking forward to it just because, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a Harry Potter thing um, and, you know, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I haven't watched any trailers for it.
0: You haven't watched a trailer? No. What are you doing? You don't click on the links I put on the Facebook page. Everyone listening, please. If you haven't watched the trailer, do yourself a favour. Because controversy aside, and all of that rubbish that everyone's bored of, this movie promises to be an adventure-filled story as Grindelwald brings the uh, wizard war closer to the muggles and will hopefully reveal even more about the Wizarding World's most compelling and complex character, in my opinion, of Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. See, I can't talk. You can't What, talk. what am I doing? What am I doing hosting an audio podcast if I can't talk? Maybe no, uh, we should change it to video and we just mime it. <laughs> <laughs> just put subtitles and and vague you <laughs> know have, grunting and stuff Spanish yeah <laughs> so yeah I'm looking forward to it the last outing wasn't great was it no it was uh, it was definitely a hit and miss that one yeah I miss and hit I'm afraid but um, yeah. this one it was, it
1: was very look at this reference you understand this and
0: yeah move on. yeah yeah and it didn't really add too much to be honest to the the whole um, movie thing but this one hopefully will move the story along. And uh, we'll start to see more actual magic and fighting done by Dumbledore because it's a bit like everyone wants to see Darth Vader at their strongest. Everyone wants to see Obi-Wan at his strongest. It's a bit the same with um, Dumbledore because when he's fighting, say, Voldemort in the Ministry of Magic, even though he's still very powerful, he is a little bit old and slow. And so, you know, let's see him when he's at his full full power and potential. Young and knowledgeable and all those great things. So I'm looking forward to it. And the trailer was great. It helped um, stoke that anticipation. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully it uh, lives up to its, or to my expectations at the very least. Or at least doesn't crash too far. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's so disappointing. when It does. And no, I was really disappointed yeah. by the last one. I was like, uh, here we go. It's suffering from the usual stuff that uh, sequels or prequels do. And uh, yeah, I wasn't particularly happy. So let's hope they can recover it. Now, speaking of movies... We went and saw the Batman. We did. With the most handsome actor, man, bat in the world. According Acco- to the Proby. According to the probie. Um, In fact, the world's best actor nonetheless. Uh, nonetheless. Um, so it's on everyone's lip, lips and, and all the reviews appear to be pretty positive actually for this movie. And we went and saw it and unfortunately my wife came along as well. She's always getting in between us. At least she didn't sit Jeez. in between us.
1: Yes, I know. That was nice of her.
0: This time. <laughs> so... We went and saw it. What did
1: you think? I I liked it. It was, I think was, I, we spoke about it briefly after the movie, but we wanted to save a lot of the discussion for here. So we didn't really talk about it too much. Yeah. Uh, and it was 1030 at night. <laughs> That's um, right. Because it was a long movie. But, uh, it was a very long movie. That That is one of the things that uh, I I knew going in, but I'd forgotten about it. I'd heard it and then just took it out of my mind. It was a three hour movie. And oh boy, it uh, was a three hour movie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was good. He, he was a very gadgetless Batman compared to a lot of the other ones. Like you know, he just sort of had his basic suit and a couple of other things. You know, his the the Batmobile was essentially just a souped up car with bulletproof glass. And uh, yeah, that was that was really it. There wasn't too much uh, special tech. So it was a very, very dark and gritty Batman. Um, mm. They seem to be, every every single Batman seems to be getting darker and darker, not just in the realism and grittiness, but it's also in the colour palette. So <laughs> yeah, uh, in, in every sense of the word, it was the darkest Batman to date.
0: Yeah, I think um, I liked the movie. I liked it a lot. It's um, probably up there with some of my favourites and I'll tell you why. Look, a lot of people have made a lot of fuss about the acting by Shuffleface and said it's great. Honestly, he had two emotions. I don't think that's too hard to do. I'm not an actor and I'm not a professional actor or anything like that. So, you know, take that as a grain of salt. But for me, I wasn't blown away. But what did impress me was the movie, the story, um, how it progressed. It was more it was like a thriller mystery. Um, yeah, he
1: was he wasn't he wasn't just a vigilante beating people up. He was a detective, which you know, Batman he, is the was He, he certainly detective. was
0: doing that as well. But yeah, it was more like a, a who done it. Like we, we knew it was the riddler, but who was this person? What was what was their deal? Why are they doing this? Um, what was the next step going to be? Who's yeah, the next target. I, I really liked that, and that's that's not really something you got out of the other Batman's that have been around. This one, you know, which was more like a, I guess, more like a superhero movie. The others where oh, big bad villain, larger than life, has a ridiculous plan to do something to Gotham City, and Batman saves it. You know, the end this was a bit more realistic insofar as you had a psycho you're dealing with and they're doing awful things for an outcome at the end, but it wasn't all just focused at the end. Like the entire the entire journey there was of importance. So I really liked that that part of it. Um,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so, but like I said, the performances were fine. Don't get me wrong. It was nothing about the performance, but I heard people raving about um, Pattinson's performance. And, and honestly, the most emotion he showed throughout the, the movie was he opened his eyes eyes wide once um under the cowl which was you know impressive because everything else was black and his eyes were white and whatever color else his eyes are uh, but that was really the extent for me i mean you have emo batman emo bruce wayne
1: yeah that that was i mean it was interesting that they've done that like all the other Batmans, they've they've at least focused a little bit on bruce wayne you know as the you know billionaire philanthropist mm-hmm. but this one they've just sort of cut out all of that you you i think see him as bruce wayne maybe like two times in the movie mm. uh the rest of the time he is batman and it's uh it was it was very different there's there was no really secret identity it was stuff that i'm batman
0: yeah 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 it was interesting An interesting take i liked that it was different because you know obviously we've seen a lot of batmans over the years and i was speaking to one friend who said that they were batmaned out and i totally get that because uh you know there's so much and you almost kind of go, well, how many times do we need to see Bruce Wayne's parents die? And this one actually re- rejuvenated it a bit for me. But, you know, in traditional DC movies, universe style, they're going to do everything they can to screw the pooch because they've just announced off the, the back of the success of this movie, a spin-off series, The Penguin, which focuses on yeah. one of the villains. And it will be developed by Matt Reeves as well. I don't know. I just think, you know what, DC, you've had a win. Don't ruin it now. <laughs> yeah, they've essentially gone, oh, my God, people actually like one of the things we've brought out. Let's beat it to death. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Although I've got to say um, the performance of the Penguin who is, oh, for goodness to i I'm going to not compl- I'm completely butcher his name. I can't remember it now. The performance there was so good because the the actor um, who played the penguin it looks nothing like
1: oh um, no, no you you can't tell it's him
0: no and and with all that prosthesis on he was still quite intimidating and and things like that so you know I really enjoyed that performance Colin Farrell. That's who it, is. That is who it is. Yeah, and you'd have no idea it was him. Unless, you know, of course, reading the credits and because of the internet, of course. But you know, if you had no, no indication idea it
1: was him going into it and I still couldn't recognise him. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it was really good. Really good. But um that got me thinking, you know, about DC and this stupid spin off idea. <laughs> Can we think of any spin off series that have ever like matched the quality of the original or or the series that it came from. Um, And I thought if there's bonus points, if you can think of any that were better or even comedically worse, that would also be funny. What about, have you thought of anything with that regard? No, I actually had a lot of trouble trying to come up with one. Well, I was hoping you'd say that. (laughs) Oh,
1: excellent. Why, because you couldn't think of one?
0: Well, I couldn't think, I I racked my brain for hours thinking about it and I, I did a googly moogly Mm-hmm. And that was the only way I could come up with something. So, of course, the first – and I've only selected that are ones that aren't like so ancient, all right, like from the 70s um, and stuff like that. I haven't bothered with that because there's lots apparently. That was a thing, you know, 70s and 80s spinoffs oh, well, were, shows were spin how off. TV I mean, shows like, happened. Yeah,
1: Frasier was a spinoff from Cheers.
0: Hey, that uh, wasn't the 80s. Uh, that, was that was the top of my list. That's the 90s. <laughs> there you go. So, um, Frasier, obviously Cheers. Cheers is all right. Something that was on in the afternoon that was kind of on before something that I wanted to watch. Uh, but Frasier was pretty good. I always liked that. Boston Legal is a spinoff from The Practice. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure of any of those shows. Obviously, Boston Legal. Um, Boston Legal is great. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Brilliant show. Yeah, I love it. We've been re-watching it on um, Amazon because we can and it's hilarious. Um, and also NCIS is a spinoff of JAG. It is, yes. I did actually know that one. Um, yeah. And NCIS was
1: fantastic.
0: I and NCIS it. is still going. There's even going to be an NCIS Australia coming soon. Oh, of course there is. Yeah. Like it's based in Sydney. Apparently. I don't know. Do they even have a base out there? Cause they investigate naval things like us naval things. Yeah. Anyway, don't ask me how that's going to work. When I, when I read that headline, I'm like Ugh, next. And of course the ultimate spinoff, the Simpsons. It started on the Tracy Ullman show. It wasn't its own show. So it started yeah, on another yeah, show. Little, um, yeah, I mean, how could I not think of The Simpsons?
1: Uh, I mean, I know how I couldn't, but I don't know how you couldn't. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. Um, so there we
0: go. So well, neither um, of us win. You, you Google like wins. What's that? Uh, Caravan of Courage was a spin-off of <laughs> Star Wars. Don't insult me. <laughs> I said comedically worse, not just dreadfully worse. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's why I didn't mention the Christmas special. all right so during the week i also watched another movie i've watched a lot of movies i don't know why i think maybe because you know work's been awful and i've been trying to just chill out a bit but uh the adam project with um with ryan reynolds playing himself (laughs) as a time traveler um but what i have done is i have recorded a 60 second review and i'm going to play that now roll the tape (laughs) Ryan Reynolds stars as himself in a movie about time travel where he encounters his younger self who is a Ryan Reynolds mini-me. Reynolds travels back in time in a convoluted story arc that sees him try to reverse the invention of time travel. The central antagonist is basically a figurehead for millionaires are bad, they do bad things because reasons. In this instance the reasons don't matter because who cares? If you want story, go see a drama. You're here for Deadpool-esque gags and you won't be disappointed. The movie itself is a little bit of fun and doesn't take itself too seriously. As I've said before on the podcast, any movie starring Ryan Reynolds is basically a movie whose protagonist is Ryan Reynolds. This is no exception. Joining him are a few of his Marvel colleagues, including the big green guy who's always angry playing Daddy and Zoe Gamora as Reynolds' wife. There are plenty of in jokes and Easter eggs for fans. Should I watch this movie? Absolutely. None of my criticisms are fatal flaws. Considering current affairs, sometimes we just need an escape. Let's not overanalyze. So tune into Netflix. I give this movie three and a half stars. Wow, oh, wow. that's an amazing review I, and very insightful
1: thoughts and opinions. I've, I've never mm. really heard uh, something described so well uh, in so little time as you've managed to do, so well done. Thank uh, you. Bravo
0: and uh, have my babies. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Hey, I've already got um, one and that'll be enough, thanks. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. All right, try it again. Hello there. General Kenobi. <laughs> Sorry, that's the best I can do. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was better than I'm, my one, so I'm not an asthmatic droid. All right, so Kenobi, if no one can put that together. Um, we are returning to a galaxy far, far away. We have Vader, Kenobi, Inquisitors, the Lars, Little Luke, Wannabe Pod Racer, and Memes Galore as a result of the latest trailer. And if that doesn't get you frothing at the mouth as a Star Wars fan, then I don't think anything will. Because that got me excited. How about yourself? What do you think? Oh, he looked pretty good. Yeah. There's a yeah, yeah. There's a
1: lot of a uh, lot of stuff thrown in that small trailer. So like yeah, as, as you said, we've got the first live action Inquisitors. Uh, mm. We've got what looks like uh, Vader's castle on Mustafar. Um, we've got yeah, tiny little annoying Luke uh, before he grows up to be uh, big annoying an Luke. Annoying Luke. <laughs> uh, we have some less crispy Lars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not,
0: and not, uh, not and just the
1: best thing uh, is Kenobi.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned the um Inquisitors and obviously they I don't uh, there's been some flack about that because of the shape of their head. Because some people believe that the the, the um animation style in the Rebels is somehow more accurate than real life. Um with the yeah, very thin head. I'm
1: sure they're very apologetic that they didn't get the actor and squish his head between two bricks <laughs> to make That's him right. longer. I mean, uh, for the show.
0: There is that Aussie actor who played the same species, um, and I, I don't know the name of the species off my list. I know all the, the Star Wars fans are going to absolutely cut sick at that, who played the same species in the uh, Revenge of the Sith because um, mm. they're from Utapau. And um, that Australian actor has quite a, a long face like a horse. Um, <laughs> and so he it fit perfectly for him. But not everyone's head is shaped like that.
1: No, how dare they hire a real person uh, in this movie? <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we should boycott it. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I am not going to no. boycott this. But when I spoke about memes, the um, Obi Wan Kenobi looking through the binoculars meme has been um, popping up a lot on my feed. I'm not sure about yours, yes. but <laughs> yes, certainly, <it> <laughs> I cannot wait for the the prequel memes to hit that hard when the series starts. So. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, that
1: was the best thing about the prequels was the memes that came out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, any any chance we've got for fresh content is just going to be fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am looking forward to that. So, all right. Any predictions for what we might see in this series? Now, given that I don't usually like to preempt... Um, particularly in Star Wars because there's so much can happen and even the geekiest of geeks um, and the- theologians when it comes to Star Wars can't accurately predict what goes on, particularly now that Disney are at the helm. What are you hoping to see perhaps we could cover?
1: Well, I can tell you one thing that we won't see that I've heard a lot of people predicting will be in it. Yeah. Which will be a uh, Obi-Wan and Darth Maul fight. Mm. Well, we, we
0: see that in Rebels, and I thought that was pretty good. Exactly.
1: We see it in Rebels, which then for it to – essentially, as as you – you know, spoiler for anybody that hasn't watched Rebels yet, you know, it's your own fault. Yeah. Uh, just before fighting with, with Maul, uh, Ezra Bridger's there. Um, so if they were going to have a fight, they either have to retcon their own stuff, which is still canon at the moment, mm-hmm. or then they would have to bring in Ezra Bridger into the live-action universe, which would then – need to bring in more of the rebel stuff and uh then there's more Jedi running around and it's just gonna get super messy. Yeah. So everybody's like, oh, we're gonna get the rematch. No, we're not. We they've they've done it already. They they're not gonna redo it in live action just for the sake of
0: it. No. No, I think the um that duel, brief though it was, was perfect. A perfect ending yeah. for what not was happening between that those he characters. Was already,
1: he was already um old man Obi Wan by the uh point of Correct, correct. fights, so they're going to have to age him greatly. Um, I think we will see a uh, Vader Kenobi fight. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's been talked up a lot. Yeah, which um, um, will be good. Who else? Can't remember now. So much is going on. I mean, obviously oh, there's anyway. a lot of interaction. I just, I just hope we do get to see a lot of decent lightsaber fights because mm-hmm. obviously we haven't got that in any of. Uh, well, in, well, I say we've had snippets of it in things like The Mandalorian and A uh, Book of Boba Fett, but that's all I'd like to see. War lightsaber action because I am a Jedi fan. Obviously I'm really excited, but I'm also really nervous because uh, when Disney put their spin on the galaxy's greatest hero in Luke Skywalker, he, they turned him into a paddy little wimp, you know, basically undoing all the good he did in re- re- return of the jedi the emperor the emperor didn't die he just rebranded and re-released uh, um his brand of oppression on the galaxy again and it in fact that hurt me so much that when i watched the kenobi trailer uh, um and i saw you know when like luke on the, the thing pretending to be a pod racer i went mm. you know what Honestly, if Luke died and Obi-Wan didn't, you know, save him and such, would it really have changed much? Eventually, I'm sure Ray Palpatine would have been raised magically by the force to meet the dark and would have saved everyone and killed everybody that should have died in the first place and probably would have done it right the first time as opposed to Luke who did a half job just like Obi-Wan and didn't quite do things right. And yeah, I just felt like the rebellion. And the New Republic were just a, a big waste of time, just a placeholder until Empire 2.0 was installed. And yeah, I'm afraid they'll do something lame with Obi-Wan, like they did with that. And I don't know how they could manage it, but I'm pretty sure if anyone could find a way to ruin a universally adored character, it's Disney. So I, I understand where you're coming from, but I would like
1: to just point out, as somebody that, who has recently rewatched A New Hope, uh, you're saying that Disney ruined Luke and turned him into a patty little wimp. He as a man. A little wimp for yes. the entire movies. But he, at the end? No, he was still a patty little wimp at the end of the movie. How so? Uh, I mean, he, he he was like, just because he wasn't, you know, he, he'd had like a year of, you know, training and growing up and still in the fight he was, he was still, you know, sure he was more competent, but he wasn't exactly, you know, the Jedi master that everybody expects him to be from reading the expanded universe stuff. He
0: wasn't that in Return of the Jedi. Well, no, he, he, he still work. had a lot of learning to go. I mean, he was able to defeat Vader purely by circumstance. Yeah, but it's only a year of training. <laughs> I, don't well, that's, any- that's exactly I don't think any. I don't think anyone could so be a all, master of all anything. The, all the expanded universe stuff's been thrown out because
1: it's not canon. So yeah, y- you know. Well, that was part of not- the
0: demasculation of the character, wasn't? Wasn't it really by taking off all that yeah. beautiful, delicious layers and maturity and things like that? Yeah, and I then think the, I think the problem is that people people forget that he has always been
1: a whiny little baby, uh, and that's that's what the character was. He wasn't a whiny
0: was, little baby. No, he, he was, was immature. He was, he was a young man stuck on a terrible planet with an uncle that was a bit of a dick to him and he didn't know why. Had he known why, he would have realised that it wasn't just because he was being a dick, but because he was being very protective. But still, everyone is a victim of their circumstances at some point. You just have to rise above that. And I thought Luke right, did You're a whiny little baby. <laughs> He's not a whiny little baby. You know who has whiny little babies? Matt. Sorry, Matt. Scott. <laughs> I've never met your children. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to now. No, now that I call them names. Sheesh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, as long as they treat Obi Wan with the respect he deserves, and they'd better because he's going to be a cash cow for them. Um, then everything will be okay. And let's hope there's more Obi um, Kenobi and Obi Wan Kenobi than there was Boba Fett in Book of Boba Fett. Oh, well, you
1: don't want um half of the episodes of Kenobi to be uh based on the Mandalorian,
0: said no. No, I wouldn't. No, book enough. of Boba Fett. I was happy for that to happen because the best episodes <laughs> are the ones that didn't involve Boba Fett at all. Yeah, but don't dilute it. No. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I think we've done pretty good. We've we've spoken about a lot of things, and and we we've have. done it like it's like four pages of my plan, and normally four pages. If if the probie was here, it would have taken us about an hour and a half. Oh well, I mean, we'd have to just keep
1: pausing around all the chewing and the <laughs> you know the the nappy has to have the inappropriate through, comments we, we have to cut 90. out. Yeah, the oh, inter- oh, yeah, <laughs> all, the, all the racist and sexist stuff. <laughs> that's
0: right. Oh, dear. Uh, Proby is not going to like the fact that he wasn't here after he hears this, but that's all right, uh, particularly after he hears what I've got planned for the intro. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, it's his fault for being absent. I got, you know, twins. I don't care what your excuse is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much um, for joining me, um, Matt and everyone who is listening um yes it's it's been a good episode i think yeah um obviously um make sure you tune in for the next episode where we're going to gush all over kenobi um figuratively speaking and we'll take a deep dive into the bad batch and our next episode until then if you want to catch us you can drop us a line at our facebook page on instagram and twitter good night and thanks for joining me and you too
1: yes thank you Say goodbye. goodbye my friends
0: This podcast is produced by a small yet dedicated team. Good News Geek is not a revenue-generating enterprise, but a labour of love. If you like what you hear, be sure to tell people about us. Your podcast presenters are John, Matt and Scott. Produced by John. Social media by Matt and John. Edited by Yolanda and John. With music supplied by purpleplanet.com and fezlianstudios.com. Drink supplied by Scott, the Probie, and best he not forget it.